Welcome to Recruiting Daily's Use Case Podcast, a show dedicated to the storytelling that happens or should happen when practitioners purchase technology. Each episode is designed to inspire new ways and ideas to make your business better as we speak with the brightest minds in recruitment and HR tech. That's what we do. Here's your host, William Tincup. Ladies and gentlemen, this is William Tincup. You are listening to the Use Case Podcast. Today we have Brent on from Inborder, and we're going to be talking about the use case for his software and the business case and you know why people uh, are customers and how they became customers. So we're going to talk a lot about that, that journey. So why don't we start with uh, introductions. Brent, would you introduce yourself and Inborder? Hi, William. Thank you. Um, hello, hello, everyone. Yeah, my name is Brent Pearson. I'm the founder and CEO of Inborder. And... Um, most of my career, probably yeah, 20, 25 years, has been spent in the HR technology space. So I'm an HR tech tragic. And uh, that's, uh, that's both good and bad. So yeah. you, 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 on, on one level, it's like myself. On one level, one level, you're like, you know what? I've been here long enough that I've seen these waves many times. Uh, but, uh, but also, I'm constantly blindsided by really new, innovative things. So... You know, it's like when you're in an industry for that long, uh, the length of time, you can get bored, but you can also be really, really dazzled by just new things that people are doing that, and, and, and crazy, like cool, innovative things. So I'm, I'm really, I'm excited to kind of learn about, you know, you know, where y'all started and, and kind of where you're going. Um, so tell us a little bit about Inborder. What's, yeah. uh, what's the, what's the problem? What do y'all solve? Thanks. Um, probably the easiest way to understand, you know, uh, what Inborder is all about is just to sort of to go back to why and how I started the company. It was interesting. It was um, 2015, and I was I really wanted to to start my own company primarily to sort of prove, I guess, that. Um, well, let me back up. I'd worked in a couple of interesting companies before that, and um, while we had some great product and vision. I ended up leaving those companies because of differences around philosophy. And the, most of them were around how to actually um, build a company looking after your people. So I set out in 2015 to, to start my own company. And I really wanted to build a company properly, which is with a, a strong people layer or values layer. So that was my mission. And then the next step was, okay, I need a, a product or a service. What is it that I'm going to sell? And I had a couple of ideas, which I, I prototyped quickly. And I took them out to my HR network. And I said, look, I'd like some feedback on these. What do you think? Now, the initial ideas were wrong. Um, as in, I got feedback, which kind of said, yeah, it's nice, Brent, but, and I kept getting these buts. But what was interesting in one of the, um, one of the prototypes that I'd built, it had this onboarding component to it. And everyone that I showed it to seemed to be drawn towards this onboarding component. And they wanted to know a little bit more about, you know, how this worked and, and, and what it would do. And so it became clear to me that this was a pain point, right? People, um, everyone was sort of struggling with how to do onboarding well. So I took a step back and I decided to do some really deep research in the area of onboarding. And as part of that research, I came across an incredible white paper. It was an academic paper published by three professors. And in this white paper, they wanted to see whether or not the way you brought someone into a company had any direct correlation to key business metrics. 
And so they ran an experiment um, in a call center where they actually set up three different methods for onboarding and the results were quite staggering. In this experiment, they found that they could reduce first year staff turnover by 50% and they increased the customer satisfaction that, the, that these people were delivering by 11%. And when I read that, I thought, wow, this is, this is pretty amazing. You know, creating a more personalized approach to onboarding is not just a, a nice to have, it actually has a pretty compelling business um, benefit to it. And so, and then when I looked at the market, it was kind of interesting. I, I looked at the onboarding vendors that were in the market mm. and most of them were focused on um, improving the process for HR, you know, automating right. the I-9 and the W-4 and the paperwork and the task. But no one was really looking at this through the lens of that new employee and thinking about it from an employee experience perspective. So that was how Emborda was born. And when we designed and built the platform, we designed and built a platform that would actually allow HR practitioners to create an amazing experience for their new employees when they brought them into their organization and ensure that it was consistent no matter who the hiring manager was or what the department was. So that was the initial problem that we set out to um, solve with Emborda. So I've said this on stage before and, you know, please crush it uh, as you see fit. But I, I've told people that, listen, when, when I kind of came up that onboarding was a binder or it was an hour or it was yeah. you know, maybe a day or a week or something like that, but it was yeah. finite. Yeah. And, and I've said, you know, I think of onboarding now as more of nine months to 18 months of kind of a constant journey and validation for both sides. Yeah. Uh, we both made this decision. We made this decision uh, from an employer perspective, an employee perspective. We made this decision to do stuff together, and we 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 need validation, and and we we seek we want that validation, and we made the right decision. So it it isn't onboarding in the in the sense of a binder or a an hour or whatever that is. It's this thing that go. It's this experience, as you said. So it's an experience that just goes further on uh, and, and, and continues with the person, like, kind of like a you know, concierge to make sure that they're always validated. That, you know, you made the right decision to join the company and you got the access to the things that you need access to. So the tools and resources to be successful. So all that being said, what did I get wrong? What did I get right? I think you're absolutely right. I think... Um... It's interesting, especially in the U.S. market. When I when I started um, traveling to the U.S. and I started talking about um, about Embora and it really it was all about experience driven onboarding, I, I would get a lot of quizzical looks because people were thinking up yeah, there. They had that same view. They sort of thought, well, onboarding it's about doing my new starter paperwork. It's about ensuring that I get the computer there for them on day one and they get set up on our systems. And it's about putting them in a you know, in a conference room for a couple of days and then PowerPointing them to death. And that was kind of the perception of onboarding. But, you know, that's probably the, the least impactful element to onboarding. You know, when we look at onboarding, it's really about, um, it's about how welcomed did someone feel when they join your company? What sort of social connections do they build between, you know, their manager and their team? And, and how sort of how uh, well do they actually fit in, get the tools that they need to actually spin up into their job and get productive. And I think 
that's um, you're right. That's that's not a, a two or three day um, in two or three days in the classroom. That's not a binder. That is actually a, a sort of a, a journey that they're beginning with your organization. And typically, our onboarding journeys they will go anywhere from three months to twelve months um, and beyond. So I think um, I think you're absolutely right. It is now um, it is a journey, and it does take. The journey kind of has these very distinct phases too. So think about from the moment someone signs an offer to day one, you've got that sort of pre-start period. Now you've got, they're not, they haven't started yet, but you've got a highly engaged, motivated employee and you have an opportunity to do some amazing things with them even before they start on day one to start building those connections. Then day one is its own unique day. And I think a lot of people get day one wrong. Um, day one is super stressful for most people. You know, they're very anxious. They're very nervous. You're coming into a, um, a new organization and meeting a whole bunch of new people and starting a new job and a new culture, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, day one, I think, should be all about the experience, right? Let's just make day one an amazing experience and get them through that day and give them just the information they need to get through day one. And then as they settle in for that next that next period, you're still making them feel welcome during the first week. And then after that, after they've kind of got that initial sort of connection with the team, et cetera, then it's about enablement. And it's about now, how do I ramp them up and get them going and build longer term connections with the company? So we kind of see it as a, it's almost like a, a multi-phase journey that does go over a long period of time. And it's certainly not a, an onboarding task binder. You know, what's interesting is there's an element of uh, ceremony and tradition and things okay. that you can do uh, with people that you, you've been through this arduous <laughs> recruiting process, which is usually the romance phase of a relationship, right? And now, now that we've both said yes, so fantastic. Yeah. We're now said yes. And uh, man, there's such a, a rush to work, a rush yeah. to productivity, which again, you know, I, I think we all understand the importance of that stated yeah. and covered. However, you know, we're still dealing with human beings with emotions yeah. uh, on both sides, by the way, yeah. not just not just the new freshly minted uh, employee. So I love the idea of, of creating something special from them, something memorable, something yeah. that's you know, bespoke and fun. And, and it's a celebration like we we both made this decision. We're going to we're going to we're going to celebrate this decision. And uh, what have, what have you seen from some of your, again, no names of your customers, none of that stuff. Um, But what have you seen where they've, they've done this, they've actually taken this to heart and gone, yeah, we're going to, we're not, we're not just going to say that we're going to do this. We're actually going to really make onboarding a really fun experience. Yeah. There's a, one of my favorite stories. It was actually not just one of our early customers, but but this is someone who I really respected as an HR professional. And she was at, I actually consulted with her around the design and the development of, um, of the Emborder platform. It was kind of interesting. The first meeting with her, I was in a coffee shop and I remember it really clearly. And it was across from her office. And I said, I said, um, you know, hey, I've, I've got this business idea and I want to validate to see what you think about it. And so I described the concept for Emborder. And she got all excited and we finished coffee. And she said, come back to my office. I want to show you something. And we walked back to her office and she pulled out this sheet of paper where she had mapped out this, this vision of an amazing experience for employees. And she said, 
I've had this designed for ages and I can't find any, any way of automating it. So I'm sitting here looking for a system and what you described is the perfect match. So what was interesting is, so when we um, started launching in Border, she became one of our earliest customers and she already had some of these incredible ceremonies or sort of celebration moments mapped out. And my favorite story is, she used to do this little thing called the 3 p.m. munchie. And the way it worked was before someone started, she had, um, out, the system would push out a little questionnaire to them and it would say things like, you know, hey, William, um, you know, tell me about, you know, what are you passionate about when you're not working and what allows you to be, you know, the best version of yourself, et cetera, et cetera. And one of the questions was, when the 3 p.m. slump hits, what's your favorite munchie? And, um, and what would happen is the system would collect this information. It would send it to the hiring manager with instructions saying, look, when your new hire starts, this is their favorite munchie. Why don't you put it on their desk for day one with a little post-it note? And this had a couple of, you know, really interesting sort of benefits. But anyway, one day, someone, one of her hiring managers came running down to her and said, um, her name was Alana, and um, said, Alana, you've got to help me. I've got a real problem. And Alana said, why, what's the problem? She said, look, my new hire starts on Monday and the systems just told me um, her, her 3 p.m. munchie. And Alana said, well, what's the problem with that? And he goes, well, it's tandoori lamb chops. What am I going to do? And Alana turned around to him and said, well, you better go out there and get some tandoori lamb chops. So he went out, went to the supermarket, got some tandoori lamb chops, and they had a, an outdoor um, patio with barbecue on it. And so at 3 p.m. on that new hire's first day, he pulled the whole team out there and they actually cooked up a barbecue and they took a photo of him standing there in an apron next to the new hire with the barbecue full of tandoori lamb chops. Um, he sent this to Alana and Alana was like, um, oh my God, this is fantastic. So she gets the photo, takes it down to marketing and says, look, I'd like to do a post on our LinkedIn feed. And, and marketing normally didn't like um, HR doing, doing this. They sort of didn't like them using it for talent acquisition purposes, et cetera. But she convinced them to actually recount the story on the, um, on the LinkedIn feed. And when they posted this story, it became the most viewed, most shared story on their LinkedIn feed ever. And, and it, the, the comments and the feedback were fantastic. And the reason I like to tell that story is because um, it shows that that little things and managers who actually really care about the employee's experience can actually have a pretty big and a profound impact. And you're absolutely right. I think that um, it doesn't take a lot of extra effort to turn, you know, these important sort of life transitions into to moments where people just um, get blown away and, and talk to their partner and their family and their friends about the experience they've had starting their new job. I absolutely love that story. I mean, that is just, I mean, it's golden and it's, it shows that you, you have an audience, you have an, mm. an employee, you respond to the audience yeah. and you make, and you create this memorable moment like that. Yeah. That'll never be forgotten yeah. by not just the employee, but, but everyone that participated in it. And again, I think that's where we miss is we, we, we miss with onboarding is we think of it as tactics. Yeah, and yeah. It, not not as a strategy, not as a retention strategy. And yeah. if we were to think of onboarding from the very very go, uh, as as this is a, this is our this is a part of our retention strategy. So yeah. 
let's create a celebration. Let's create a moment of engagement. Let's create a memorable moment. Let's do this stuff. And let's, let's then go and create a great experience. It, it gets me to ask the question about employee experience because yeah. you started with onboarding and, yeah. but you really kind of centralized around making sure that experience for newly freshly admitted uh, employees, just a wonderful experience. Where is, where have your customers taken you? Yeah. It, well, so what was interesting is um, from the beginning, we made a conscious decision not to compartmentalize our product to only be about onboarding. Um, mm. Even though our messaging historically has been, you know, hey, we solved this problem. Often when customers actually look at the way our platform works, you see their eyes light up. And, and often, even in the sales process, they say, you know, hey, is there any reason why we couldn't use this for offboarding or for, <laughs> you know, parental leave or for um, other sort of moments that matter? And the answer is, you're right, they can. And when you talk about employee experience, what's interesting is what we've found is that there are moments in an employee's sort of journey that that are really impactful. And it's if you get them right, boy, you're going to have an engaged employee. And if you get them wrong, then it's kind of has the has the potential to sort of really derail that employee. For example, think about parental leave. You know, when when a parent goes off to have a baby, whether it's their first or subsequent babies, that's an extremely emotional period. And the way an employer deals with that, again, it can be an amazing celebration. Or it can be, you know, it can actually just turn that new hire off the employee. So what we're finding now is, um, in fact, you, you're going to see Inboarder is about to launch a, a new sort of messaging to the market. And we're actually setting ourselves up or we're calling ourselves the people activation platform. And what we're finding um, and what our customers have told us is that is that Inboarder really helps to create um, a vehicle for activating or engaging people around whatever the, the strategy is that they're trying to drive through HR. You know, whether it's, whether it's around leadership development or diversity or return to the office or, or whatever, often HR struggle with just, um, they just don't get cut through. People, you know, people just don't read HR emails and they, they tend to use pretty boring communication methods and then they wonder why their programs aren't effective. And our customers may have bought us for onboarding, but now they're finding that the platform, because it pushes out through different, um, different sort of channels and it uses rich media and it's highly engaging, they're finding that Inboarder is, um, it is a, a sort of a people activation platform. I love it. I love it. So uh, two questions left. One is, and it's really more of a statement for the audience to make sure they understand when we talk about employee experience, one of the reasons we talk about that is engagement. And obviously engagement uh, can lead to retention. But yeah. when we talk about engagement, it's discretionary effort. Yeah. So what we're trying to unlock when we unlock engagement is we're trying to unlock that discretionary effort that every employee has. Yeah. So there's a real reason to focus on this and there's a real reason to be talking about it. I want to ask, so two questions. One is, is ROI. Um, yeah. Do you still get asked ROI related you know, questions or are we past that? And then second is, is when people look at it in border, what do they fall in love with? What's that aha? Yeah. What's the thing that they just fall in love with? So 
Uh, you can yeah. handle them either in either order. Perfect. So, so the answer is yes. We do still get asked um, ROI questions, and often that's that's more by the the finance or for the finance person that's you know going to be starting yeah, yeah. off on the purchase. I think most HR people, especially now in this post-COVID world, they get it. They really understand that employee experience. It's not a nice to have. It's a it's a, a must have. So. Uh, and people understand the the payback and the benefits of engagement, but sometimes you know the CFO or the COO may not. So we still need to actually you know point them out. And you know they, there are some good hard ROI benefits around staff retention, around greater customer satisfaction. We've had you know productivity through the till. We've had time savings in you know HR. So we can um, always uh, show a pretty tangible ROI. Um, so that's the first thing. And the second, the second question was, you know, what is it that they fall in love with? When I had the original concept for, for Emborda, my very first hire was, was my creative director. And I said to him, I said, um, I said, Christos, I said, I've got an idea for a product. It's an HR product. And I said, but if we get this wrong, we're going to build yet another complicated mm-hmm. HR product that they can't use. Boring. And I said, exactly. I said, I want to create a product that can be implemented and owned by HR practitioners and not by technologists. So I want to create a user interface and a user experience, which is all drag and drop so that when when we demo it to HR, they look at it and they go, oh my God, this is a product that I can use and I'm not going to be beholden to IT. And that's probably the single thing that HR practitioners love. We are now all of a sudden empowering them to, to now execute the strategies and the visions that they've got um, without having to get in queue, uh, get in the IT queue, because guess what? The IT queue is probably full with, you know, workday tickets and, um, and other tickets where, where their employee experience, you know, quote, soft stuff is going to be down the queue. And, um, and I think that frustrates the hell out of HR. Love it. I absolutely love it. And, and I love uh, the product. I love, I've loved your, from afar, I've loved y'all's go-to-market strategy and the way that you've kind of evolved the discussion around onboarding. Uh, because again, you've been in, the, in this game for a long time. At one point, I think Silk Road's red carpet was the best onboarding, yeah. quote unquote, best onboarding tool um, yeah. for a long time. And, 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 and it, you know, no offense to Silk Road, it, it wasn't that great, yeah. <laughs> but it was, yeah. it was, it was viewed as the best, which was kind of sad yeah. in a way. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I remember seeing Silk Road, um, red carpet in the early days and, yeah. um, and yeah, I thought, Hey, this is pretty cool. But what, what was interesting is they were very task focused. So it yes. was all about yes. automating tasks and things Compliance. like that. And I, think, I think they missed the, sh- that they were too slow to miss the shift to employee experience. 100%. And I think that's what it's allowed us. We designed our product from the ground up around employee experience and engagement. And because um, let's face it, no one comes home, no one comes home from work on their first day and goes, hey honey, my my I9 process was so slick and my my paperwork was just so so great. <laughs> it's about how welcome did they feel? How did yeah. the team greet them? How prepared was my manager, etc. Love it. Listen, I absolutely appreciate you carving out some time to come on the Use Case Podcast. Thank you so much, Brent. 
My pleasure, William. And um, yeah, have a great HR Tech conference. Absolutely. And thanks to everyone listening to the Use Case Podcast. Until next time. You've been listening to Recruiting Daily's Use Case Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform and hit us up at recruitingdaily.com.